0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Fred Lowry, illuminating God's Word for today's world. The choice, the Word of God, or the world? The choice, Christ, or culture for us? We can choose Christ. Okay, I've got a lot I wanted to share with you this morning, so instead of a watch, I've got a calendar. <laughs> just realize that watch it not right anyway, as it's a different time. <laughs> but so I, you know, it's just going to be hard to do what I would like to do in this service, so I want you to just listen quickly and just focus on God, not me, and listen to what God says to your heart. In three weeks, we have talked about, this is our third week, we talked about where we are in America. We are a train running 90 miles an hour in the wrong direction, and there's a cliff ahead. And we talked about how we have deleted God and denied our founding principles how that we actually now desire in this country a secular society, a no-God society. How did we get where we are? Well, we've learned that it started with creation. Because once you throw out God, then you see how we got to where we are now. Because if we came from nothing and we go back to nothing Abortion is not a big deal because you're not created as a living soul with a purpose. So once you throw out God, then marriage, same-sex marriage, those kind of problems, it's a different deal because if there's no God, you see, God instituted marriage. Marriage is a divine institution. God set that up. God puts two people together, a man and a woman, and they become one. But if you throw God out, then you can pass a law for same-sex marriage. So you see, it all fell apart when we deleted God, when we took God out. And where was our part in that? We, we chose denial. We, we, we looked the other way at times. We, we knew things were getting bad, but, but we thought, you know, what can I do about it? Or are we thought that there's, there's, and I've heard this so many times, there, there, there are enough good people in this country that, that evil will never prevail. But remember what the philosopher said, the only thing it takes for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. And so we got careless and we got busy and we went on with our lives and we sang louder. Now, that's how we got where we are. How do we get back? And this is the most important thing. We must have revival for survival. I believe that with my whole heart. We, a revival is a new beginning of obedience to God. It's a new start. It's an acknowledgement that we have been going in the wrong direction and we want to turn around. We want a new beginning. We have disobeyed God. We want a chance to obey God again. Revival is daring to believe there is hope. And it's our only hope. Revival says God could show up and things could be different. Revival is not based on emotions, feelings. Trust me, you will never feel like getting totally right with God. Your feelings don't ever want to get totally right with God. Revival is a choice. Revival is a decision, and it's a hard decision. To put God first, to repent and return to God and put him back in his rightful place in your life. That is a hard decision. But it's our only way out. Isaiah 64 is where I want to be today. And if you have your Bible, you may want to turn to Isaiah 64. One of the greatest prayers for revival in the entire Bible. And in Isaiah chapter 63 Isaiah, the prophet of God, the great prophet of God, says says to God, look down on us. Look at us. Look at where we are. Look at the mess we're in. Look at our disobedience. Look at the condition of your people. And then in chapter 64, he says to God, come down. Look down on us and see our condition. But then, our only hope is for you to come down and show yourself. Come down and do what only you can do. Isaiah knew what God could do. Isaiah knew how to talk with God, how to walk with God, how to serve God. And he knew that Israel belonged to God from the beginning. But he also knew that Israel did not serve God faithfully. Israel had been blessed beyond measure. And God would bless them and take care of them. And he would let them win over against their enemy. And then as soon as things got better, they went right back into sin. And then God would raise up someone to lead them back out and get them back where they needed to be or do some miracle for them. And then they would get back right with God and then they would go back into disobedience and sin. And they did that over and over and over. And that's a lot like we are in this country. Is that things get tough and we get with God and then as soon as things get a little better we get away from God again. And so Isaiah is talking about the people of Israel, about their hypocrisy, saying they love God and yet not living the kind of life God wants them to live. And they're worshiping God, but their worship is empty and meaningless. And Isaiah wants to see revival. He knows what's ahead. He's looking toward the Babylonian captivity. He's looking way beyond that to the end of time and the wrath of God falls. And he wants to prepare them for that. God sees two kinds of people. Those who forsake the Lord, those who follow the Lord. Jeremiah 2.13 says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water now, I grew up in the country, and we had a cistern at one time, so most of you don 't know what it's, many of you don 't know what a cistern is, but it 's like a well with it has a i mean it's you just it just collects water it just uh, it's it 's different from from a well, but it was the source of water for for like when I, and, and when I was growing up, uh, we had a a sister. And so he's saying that we are just like Israel, that we not only have forsaken the way of the Lord, but we have dug our own cisterns, we're supplying our own resources, we're taking charge of our own lives. We... We've got it. We don't have to have God doing it for us. We're doing our own thing. But Isaiah is saying, you're, you're counting on cisterns that that cannot hold water. That cannot hold water. Isaiah 63, 19 says, we have become like people you never ruled over. We've become like people that that... that Never have followed you. We're like those who have never been worn, who have never worn your name, who've never been called by your name. We've gotten so far from you that we're like people who've never have known you, that have never followed you. Now let's look at Isaiah 64 verse one. "Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. That the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. God, come down and show your power. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard nor ear has perceived. No eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait on him. God, you are incredible. And when you come down, you do amazing things. You show your power. Now, I, I, I got a feeling you're just like me. I'm sitting there in front of the TV and I get so upset I can hardly stand it and I cannot believe what I'm hearing in my ears. I cannot believe it. And I'm saying, I'm in my mind, I'm saying, God, zap the stupid out of that man. <laughs> zap it out of it. But I mean, I hear this wild stuff that is so unbelievable. I'm saying, God, show yourself strong zap some people, zap some bad stuff out of them so their thinking gets right. But God doesn't do what I want him to do. Isaiah is saying, God, we, we know what you can do, and you can come down and make your name known to your enemies. Show yourself that you're the one in charge. God, we hadn't followed you, we hadn't served you, but now we're in a mess, and God, help us out and do it quickly. Zap our enemies. God not only hasn't promised to zap our enemies, he sometimes allows our enemies to zap us in judgment. Sometimes God allows us to be hurt to bring us to himself. We can't just say, God, you, you, you fix it. Because God didn't get it in a mess. We did. You come to the help of those who gladly do right. Oh, there's a catch. You come to the help of those who do right. Who remember your...